Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome back to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke with Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. And we're excited about some new things that God is doing with Redemption Hill. So visit RedemptionHillUtah.com or go to your app store and download our app. And uh, we'd love to get you connected with what God is doing in, through the local church here in Utah. And some other Steve, things, too. There's some other exciting news. In yes. a couple of weeks, um, you're, you're going to be doing your thing. Yeah, we're launching <laughs> River Community Church. That's awesome. And uh, we're excited about that in West Jordan, Utah. So we'll still be neighbors, and we'll still be doing Shouts of Grace Radio together. But yeah, you can find out more about what we're doing at cometotheriver.church. So how are we going to do this this intro then afterwards? Mm. Um, Pastor Keith Rasky from Yeah, River from Community. River Community Church. Awesome. Yeah, we'll let we'll let uh we'll let our uh, voiceover expert take care of that. <laughs> uh, that's their job. Well, we've been uh, and I've really enjoyed this. We've been doing this series from the Proverbs called "Live Wise," and I tell you what, there is there is something rich about going through the Proverbs on a daily basis. But there's some really good books out there too that that have um, the Proverbs for. Uh, topics in life, because there's so many topics addressed. Uh, one that, that I've gone back to on quite a few occasions called Proverbs for Parenting, and it's all it is. It's like all these topics that you would come up with, you know, anger, discipline, you know, all, uh, training, all these different things. And there's, it, it just it it just gives you a, a kind of an index guide to the book of Proverbs on parenting. So I, would, I just want to express how encouraged I am going through the Proverbs um, I was told as a young kid, you know, go through the Proverbs on the day that matches the calendar um, or on the chapter that matches the calendar. So if it's the 25th of the month and read Proverbs 25 and, uh, and, and there's just been so much uh, in life that I've had to face where I, it seems like by memory, even just kind of like almost subconscious memory, I come back to a Proverbs like, oh, what, which one is that? And, and so I just encourage you be in a daily habit of being in the Bible um, but even make it a discipline to go through the Proverbs a few times a year uh, on a monthly basis or just every day. Whatever God has you in the Word of God, go through uh, the Proverbs. Last time we talked about how to deal with our own sin from Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen, and and the way to find mercy is that confession and that repentance, that forsaking of our sin, and, and letting God use the different mirrors that he places in our life, the, the conscience, um, the scriptures, the Holy Spirit, other people, you know, trustworthy, mature Christians who are all going to be sounding boards um, so we can live in a place of transparency, a place of reality. But there are times in our lives, and, the, and we've seen this in the lives of other people, and it's devastating, where no matter how much God is patient with that person and and takes that person through these different things to reveal the nature of their heart, they just won't listen. And our Proverbs for today helps us address a very difficult topic, and that is how God deals with our sin. So Proverbs 29.1 says, He who is often reproved, yet stiffens his neck, 
will suddenly be broken beyond healing. Pastor Steve, that's pretty harsh. It's pretty serious. It is. Um, and I'll tell you, I, I think to understand that first, we need to understand the first part of that. It's loaded, and, and it is the heart, and, and, and what the heart of God is in that. And it says, he was often reproved, you know. Um, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23, it says, For the commandment is a lamp, and the teaching is a light, and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. Um, you see the same thing in, in Proverbs chapter um, 10, verse 17. Whoever heeds instruction is on the path of life, but he who rejects reproof leads others astray. Mm. And so the first part of that, Keith, is understanding what reproof is and what correction is from God. It is, it is we talked about last week in our last episode that, that understanding that we are sinners, right? Because we understand that, we understand that God is in the constant, um, the constant uh, project of, of turning us into the image of Christ, right, throughout our life. And, and I always say, you know, I've often said this, that, that we come out of the box as a Christian, we come out of the box with a lot of assembly required. And so God assembles us in his way. And one of the things he does throughout our life, as the proverb said, is correction and reproof is a way of life. Right. It's just a part of it. And and if you're not okay with that, you're going to have a very difficult or impossible time as, as, as a believer because God will correct us and he will move us from a mindset. I'll give you an example. When I first came to Christ, I had no problem with abortion. I thought, oh, it's a person's you know, right to choose, whatever, right? But God corrected my way of thinking, right? He transformed or renewed my mind. And it's the same way when it comes to any aspect in life, whether it's marriage, parenting, we come in with, with different views that are contrary to scripture and God changes us, mm. right? And how does he do it? He uses people, he uses situations, right? And so when I'm in a place where I'm being corrected by God or being disciplined by God, it is because of love. Right. It, you know, if, if he doesn't love us, we got a bigger problem, Hebrew says. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it definitely flies against the the very human perspective that God is just a wrathful, vengeful exactly. God waiting to strike somebody down, waiting to get, you know, evil as if as if he's just ready to fly off the handle, you That's know, right. and short-tempered. But but what you're saying here is no God is actually very patient. And 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 a person being often reproved and often corrected is a demonstration of God's yes. of God's patience, of his grace, of his mercy. Yeah, he's engaged, actively right. engaged. He's not passive. And one of the things he does to prove his engagement is he corrects us from a life and from behavior that would otherwise ruin us. And so mm. the first part of understanding this, he was often reproved. It's not a bad thing. In fact, it's the way of life. We should be reproved. We should heed instruction, right? But it's the second part that really kind of hits us mm. because he who is often reproved, what this is saying is there's a danger in not listening, Keith. When we continually harden our hearts, like scripture warns us again, if you hear the voice of God today, don't harden your heart because here's what happens. The more God talks and the less that we listen to him, we start to become calloused in our heart and it starts to become impenetrable. And after a while, what God is saying is, if you continue that path and I talk and you don't listen or and you don't respond, I talk and you don't respond. If that continues and your heart continues to get harder, Keith, there actually is a point 
which the heart can reach a place where there's no remedy for it. Mm. And that is a scary thing because he says what happens at that point is the person is cut off. And he says, he was often reproved, stiffens his neck. We're talking about a pride that says, I won't hear God. I won't hear the reproofs of life and is suddenly cut off and there is no remedy. The remedy for a hard heart is God turns the person over to themselves and cuts them off and lets them experience all that they want and all that they love. Yeah, biblically, we see that in the case of, of the Pharaoh resisting Moses as he said, you know, let the people go. Uh, we see that um, even even you think of Ahab, like there's an example of a very conflicted king, you know, trying to do things, trying to be, you know, religiously pleasing to the Jews, but being married to Jezebel and just the total compromise. At some point, God just turned him over. Saul is another example, the king yeah. previous to David. Here's a guy who just over and over and over again would do things, and Samuel would say, this is what you're supposed to do. And it just got to the point where he was done uh, and God was done dealing with him. The The other thing that reminds me of is Eli mm-hmm. in the book of First Samuel. He had been warned about his son's sin and his sin because he was overlooking the corruption of his sons who were priests. And they were totally corrupting uh, you know, the people and the process by which people were coming to offer sacrifices. But God warned Eli and, and basically in... in, in uh, First uh, Samuel chapter four, the Philistines capture the ark. He hears about it. His sin, uh, you know, his own sin of of rejecting God's warnings and dealing with his sons and removing his sons from those positions of influence led to his own death, and he fell over. Literally, his neck was broken, and he died. And it even affected um, the birth of his grandchild. So, you know, these. It's not because God again, is impatient and short-tempered and just ready to fly off the handle. There's a process. When you read the stories in the Scripture and when we examine our own lives, we can see the process that God is using. And and I would say that the increased intensity of of our our pride is is an indicator that something radical needs to happen. And do I want to, as we talked about last time, face, you know, face the facts— and repent and deal with it, confess my own sin, or do I want to keep going to where God breaks me beyond healing? Mm. That's that's really a scary place to be. I, it, I mean, there's no there's no getting around this. If God is dealing with you in the area of your conscience, in the area of Holy Spirit's conviction, in the area of the Bible's clear commands, in the area of, of the accountability that we have other Christians, if you're not listening to these things and you're being rebuked over and over again. There's a there's a reckoning coming. There's a reckoning, and listen, and not only um, not only is it devastating to you or to the person who's hardening their heart, but it is devastating to the people around. Because listen mm. to what Proverbs says in Proverbs ten seventeen: Whoever heeds instruction is on the path of life. There, there's a key. If you're heeding instruction and you're listening to the reproof and the correction and the instruction of God, you are on the path of life. It's not a sign of weakness. It is the path of life, but he who rejects reproof leads others astray. Mm. And that is something interesting, Keith, because it's not just the hardening of my own heart and the cutting off of my own relationship with God, but I am heeding. When I don't heed correction from God, I actually lead other people astray. 
And that, when you start thinking about that, you, you'd said in our last episode, you know, when a person says, well, I'm sinning, what does it matter? It doesn't, doesn't hurt me, right? It doesn't, or it, it, it doesn't hurt anybody others, else. Yeah. It doesn't hurt others. It's, you know, it just hurts you. Well, no, it does hurt others because when you don't listen to God, you lead other people astray. And that's devastating to them as well. Well, especially when it appears from a human perspective that your sin has no consequence, right? A lot of times people take God, as as Peter would say, that God's slackness, his slowness in dealing with sin is a sign of God's own weakness, that God really Mm -hmm. doesn't care. And so people, they tend to look and say, well, God's not judging me. I mean, I'm doing what I'm doing and nothing's happening. And and so there's this false sense of security. That's right. That my sin really has no consequence. It really is just between me and myself and I. But when things go bad, people will go, "Oh, that." That's right. That's the, you know where was God and all this? Or if the person isn't judged, then other Christians or other people just in general will say, "Well, he's getting away with it. That's I'll right. do it." That's right. And, and Solomon, who wrote this, also wrote Ecclesiastes eight eleven, where he said, "Because sentence against an evil work is not speedily executed, the hearts of the sons of men get fully set into doing evil. Mm. Just because I'm not busted for something right away, my heart starts to grow in it, and I get harder and harder and harder. And the harder I get, the harder it is for God to get into that heart and to penetrate it." Wow. Wow, that's deep. Hey, we're going to take a little break, and then we're going to talk about some of the ways that God reproves us and how we can find healing uh, when God has to deal with our sin. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. Okay, so again, Proverbs 29, verse 1 says, He who is often reproved, yet stiffens his neck, will suddenly be broken beyond healing. Pastor Steve, what are some of the ways that God reproves us? Maybe, maybe just explain what reprove means and then and then some of the ways that he will do that. Yeah, if we're, on, if we're on a wrong path, right? We're on a wrong path of thinking. We're on a wrong path of living. How does, how does God bank us left? How does he mm-hmm. bank us right? You know, hey, let's, let's readjust here, right? And he does it through correction or through reproof and a lot of different avenues, you know? Um, I know for me personally, practically, the biggest avenue is my wife, right? My, mm-hmm. my, my spouse. I mean, she, she will, she will see me reacting a certain way. She will see me kind of head in a certain way and God will be the one that will come to her. Um, and he will say to her and she'll say to me and, 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 and a light will go on now. May, maybe not all at once. Like every time my wife says something, we don't have, you know, it's not like we have this totally spiritual marriage where if she says something, I say, Oh Lord, thank you for, for using her to talk <laughs> to me. I mean, there are times when I may buck against it. There are times when I won't say anything, right? but, but then I go back and, and God starts dealing with me based on what she said. And, and, and then I realize, wow, he just used my wife. Mm-hmm. There are times when God uses pain or mm-hmm. he uses hurt right? Um, to reproof or to correct. There are times when God uses suffering. Oftentimes there are times when God uses consequences of our sin to correct us. You know, I've had things in my life where, where I was sinning and, and, and I, and I realized it, but felt weak or whatever. And God used the consequences to draw me in and say no more, which I wasn't doing before. 
So those are just a couple avenues, practical avenues that God says, you know, I'm going to correct you. And, and sometimes it'll be a tap on the shoulder, right? I mean, people always say, well, God's in the still small voice. Yeah, well, sometimes God's in the earthquake too. I mean, right. talk about, you know, right. uh, Datham, uh, Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. <laughs> God was in the earthquake, yeah. right? He's not always in the still small voice. And sometimes he's in, he's in the whirlwind. Talk to Job, right? I mean, God comes in a lot of different avenues to talk to us and correct us. And when he does, it's important we listen. Yeah, we want to be careful about being, you know, quick to say, well, this this earthquake or tornado or these storms or this natural disaster, those things, you know, that that, that was God's judgment. We want right. to be careful of that because we're not God. God's not telegraphing directly right. to me saying that was the case. But there are so many stories of people where they say, I was on this trajectory with my life, I right. was in rebellion to God, and then I got in a car accident, yeah. or then there was this storm. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the actual earthquakes or tornadoes. I'm saying, you know, when 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 Elijah, when when, when God approached Elijah and said, hey, you know, what are you doing out here? He right. came in a lot of different forms, but God wasn't in the whirlwind. Right. God wasn't in the earthquake. And you're 100% right. I'm talking about the earthquakes in your life. I'm talking about the tornadoes yeah. in your life, that God will speak in those things. And, and I think it's, it's for the individual to come to the conclusion that God may have used a natu- an actual natural disaster yeah. or an actual accident or health condition. Yeah. Th- those those may be ways that God is reproving a person. And I, I, again, I want to I strike the balance. I don't want to be too quick to judge. Sure. Like That's definitely God's judgment. But even as we talked about last time, like David was saying, hey, because of my sin, like my bones were brittle, my, my joints hurt. I, I I couldn't sleep at night. I was a miserable person from the inside out. And when I confessed my sin, I found healing and relief. And God used God used Naaman's God used Naaman's illness to drive him to himself. That's right. right. And so His there's leprosy. yeah, there's there's definitely times when that when that happens. Yeah. But I think just even the turmoil of our life sometimes, right? Because yeah. you know what's the scripture say, Keith? It says the way of the transgressor is hard, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes when we're experiencing the hardness of our transgression, we're separated from God. We're separated from people, God uses that to drive, as he told Jeremiah, their, their own backsliding will reprove them, Wow! right? And sometimes God uses the backsliding of us, of, of our own sin, to reprove us and draw us back in like he did the prodigal. Are you tired of eating the pig slop? Come home and let me throw a party for you. Yeah, and I'm sure you've done this in counseling and just talking with people who come to you as a pastor and they say, I, you know, life is so hard, I don't know what's going on, everything's a wreck. You know, we've sometimes I know I've had to, I'm sure you have too, where you just kinda of have to be bold and say, Well, do you think maybe there's something God's trying to say to you? You know, That's right. that that life isn't just hard because of some karma or these things that we tend to project on it. No, actually God is in the details and your finances are a mess because your heart is a mess or your your relationships are falling apart because people don't actually trust you because of something on the inside. You think maybe God's trying to get your attention here. And I think a humble heart will say, you know, you could be right. I think I need to step back and look at this all again. The prideful heart will be like, no, there's no way. There's no way. God doesn't care about all that stuff. You know, That's he right. just wants me to be happy and, you know, go to heaven. You know, yeah, of course he wants you to be happy and go to heaven, but you want to be happy. Yeah. Deal with your sin. That's right. You know, and, and, and take heed that God will use whatever means it takes to get your attention. And if you have financial insecurity in your life and you get anxious about that, God might be talking to you about that. That's right. If, if your relationships are falling apart and you you have a need for you know relational security, God may be trying to uh, deal with you in that. If if you're losing a job 
and then you're losing another job, and then you lose another job, and it's all the same reason, you may <laughs> want to stop blaming the work environment and the employers. You may want to start saying, okay, there's a consistent pattern here. God, what are you trying to say? How do I remedy my character? How do I deal with the real issue? That's right. That's right. You know, not too long ago, I was I was talking with a person who um, who was bouncing from church to church. I think they had, I want to say they had been to like seven churches in the last three years. That's quite a bit. And it wasn't because they moved out of town, you know, and, and every one of them was something to do with the church. The church mm-hmm. was this, the people were this, the thing was this. And at some point, to your point, Keith, you got to stop and say, look, if, if everywhere I go, you know, the same problem exists, maybe it's not the same problem everywhere. Maybe it is me. And maybe to your point, God is trying to trying to reprove me and correct me. And, and I think it's just a good habit in life as a believer, a healthy habit to always be examining yourself mm-hmm. and say, okay, where even in areas where you might have been completely wrong, God, I got some part to play in this. If, even if it's my reaction, where if, if you make a habit of continually self-examining yourself and, 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 and walking in a life of repentance and an acknowledgement before God, the chances of your heart ever becoming so hard that God can't penetrate it with his word um, are, are, are slim because, mm-hmm. because there's a sensitivity mm-hmm. there, you know? Right. And so I think that's a great combat to the pridefulness that exists within the man, within a human's heart is to say, God, I'm going to make a habit of walking in humility with you. Yeah. As we wrap up this thing, I think we need to talk about the fact that God will use pain in our life to bring us to a place where we can repent and we can find peace. I'm reminded of the joke of the guy who went to the doctor and he says, doctor, I think I have a broken nose, a broken elbow, and a broken knee. And the doctor says, well, why do you do that? And he says, because when I touch my nose and I touch my elbow and I touch my knee, it hurts. And he says, I think you have a broken finger, right? <laughs> like he, he was on the right track that the pain was telling him something, but we need, you know, we need pain to tell us that there's something wrong. And, and I think, you know, a lot of us were, de- we're, we're pointing in the wrong directions and we're not addressing the fact that there's something very much closer to our heart and God is actually letting the pain be, was it was it um, C.S. Lewis who said that pain is God's megaphone? Hmm. You know that God will God will speak through pain because when things are going well for me, when there's no consequences to my sin, when when every you know everything's sunshine and rainbows and unicorns, it's like hey, life is good. I'm not going to listen to right. to correction easily because there's no consequence. But when there's pain in our life, right. that God is God will use that if that's what it takes. Why? Because He loves you. That's right. And and. And I don't ever want to be in that place where I've been rebuked so much and I've rejected that so much that my neck is hard. That's right. And that is used over and over again. The concept of that stiff neck. There are stiff neck people. They've hardened their, right? It's that pride, it's arrogance. There's nothing I could do wrong. And be okay with whatever avenue God uses it. He used Shimei along the side of the road, cursing David, and and David's general said, do you want me to go kill him? He said, no, leave him alone. God may have sent him. That's a humble heart. You're open to even, now God would deal with him later, but you're mm-hmm. open to even the man on the side of the road who seems to be doing everything wrong to be a correction tool. You're open to it, and that's right. a good heart to have. Right, to hear the truth. That's right. And, and, that, and that's what we hope as we continue our conversation through the book of Proverbs and through the Word of God, is that living in wisdom is living in God's truth and applying God's truth, not just saying, oh, that sounds really good, that's good advice, but really truly applying it, and that when these realities uh, come up in our life and we're having to face it, we're saying, God, what are you saying, and how should I respond? 
And mm. so if God is using pain in your life right now, our prayer for you is that you would let him do his work, that you would confess your sins, that you would forsake your sins, and you would find mercy, and you would find healing, and that is what God is in the business of doing, of healing and restoring broken lives. Pastor Steve, would you close with prayer for those who are listening right now? Yeah, Father, I just want to thank you for, God, those who are tuning in, Lord, and I just want to pray that as they deal first with their own sin and confessing before you, God, they would keep that soft, humble heart towards you so you can correct them and instruct them on the way they should go, Lord. And for those whose hearts are hard, Lord, we pray you would soften them and draw them back to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.